Okay, we are back with Katie Brinkley and what is now our bi-monthly appearance for her here on the network to discuss all things social media. Thanks for coming back, Katie. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me back. I, I loved our conversation last time and I'm looking forward to speaking with you again today on all things social media. All things social media. You know, it's a interesting time being alive with social media. And I wanted to approach this from a um, you know, what's currently going on out there and what is, how can you better use applications or even not just depending on what it is. So I wanted to kick it off with, uh, so I was recently invited to uh, clubhouse and uh, I You're think on clubhouse? I'm on clubhouse uh, at awesome. least for right now. I don't know how long, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> But I wanted to get your take if you're on it and tell us a little bit about the app. I think it's good just uh, given a kind of rundown of what it is and what your impressions are if you're you're on it. You know, I am so glad that we started with Clubhouse because Clubhouse is my jam. I love Clubhouse. I am a Clubhouse addict. I think it is an amazing social media tool as um, somebody, especially after what we all went through last year in 2020 and uh, being in our bubbles and missing out on conferences and just those random coffee shop conversations. I think that Clubhouse came along at the absolute perfect time. And it it is really, um, it's helped me make new friends, new business partners, and gain new clients and customers. So, I mean, honestly, I am all in on Clubhouse. I love it. So you can explain a little bit what it is and kind of the functionality for anybody who um, may not really know what it is. Yeah. So Clubhouse is, well, it's a pretty new. It, it came out about uh, March of 2020-ish, but it's really exploded over the past mm, 90 days. Like So ever since like early December, mid-December is kind of when it started taking off. Um, it is a new social media platform. Yeah, folks, there's another social media app that just came out. <laughs> um, but this one is audio only. So kind of think of it as like a podcast on steroids or a live podcast. And um, But anyone can join the room and listen at any time. So it's, again, it's an audio only social media app. Um, where you can join rooms based on a certain topic or discussion. And there's there's all sorts of different rooms happening at every minute of every day and all over the world. And um, it's just a great new way to find people that you might have never connected with and, and have a conversation with them. So you mentioned about saying, oh, it's there's another social media app, you know. So how do you, <laughs> what's some advice maybe for people who are saying, you know, not another one, even though it's very positive and they have maybe all the other apps. How do they manage that? Yeah, and, and Clubhouse can be, it can be a giant time suck um, because unlike a lot of the other social media apps, like for me, I will spend time on Instagram uh, scrolling through the feed or watching, uh, you know, Instagram stories while I'm watching TV or, you know, at night after you know, like laying in bed instead of reading a book, I'll just scroll through Instagram, get my news, see what my, you know, what my followers or, or whatever people I'm following are up to. With Clubhouse, you you really can't do that. You you can't passively be on Clubhouse. So 
it's it's a, it's different in that regard. Like you have to set aside the time to to devote to listen to a conversation or to to have a conversation. So if you want to host a room, anyone can host a room on Clubhouse. Um, but if you want to host one, you you have to set aside that time. You can't just host a room and watch TV. Um, I guess unless you're like watching like The Bachelor or something and want to have a bachelor watch party with a whole bunch of right. other bachelor fans, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a social media platform that you need to devote the time to. Um, so I've, like I said, I'm, I'm a bit of a clubhouse addict. And so I had set aside time in my calendar to spend on clubhouse, whether it be listening to a room or, or leading a room. Yeah, I would I would say, you know, my very limited time on being on it, that you definitely have to set aside the time, uh, because it can be a large chunk of uh of your time with that maybe talk a little bit about if you you know some of the special features that may be a part of it as i know like sometimes people like ping me to join conversations mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i don't have time for this right now you know but right. <laughs> I, but there is that function are there other functions like that and maybe you can explain that a little bit yeah there are a ton of different functions so again as with being a new social media app that you have to learn all all the different what all the icons mean and everything there there is another one um so if you are in a room and you want to if, say like oh man this room is awesome i think that my other podcast followers and friends would really find value from this room there's a little plus button in the lower right hand uh, corner of the screen and you can quote unquote ping people into the room um, you can do this by their name, or you can search by uh, the, what they have in their clubhouse bio. So the clubhouse bio is extremely important, and um, it it is all searchable. So having a lot of the keywords of what you are interested in are uh, is very important on clubhouse. So if I wanted, to, if it was a podcasting room, and I wanted to invite all my podcast friends, I would just type podcast into the search bar, and everyone that had podcast in their uh, clubhouse bio, I could then invite them to that room. Um, and you can turn your notifications on or off if you have, if you are following a lot of people or if you're involved in a lot of the different clubs, um, it can get overwhelming with the notifications. So honestly, I turn mine off um, because it, like I said, it, it turned into such a giant time suck of my day that I wasn't getting any work done. Uh, because there, <laughs> there was always another room that I wanted to listen in on. It, I, I mean, you laugh, and it, but it was crazy because it was, it was my opportunity to go to all those conferences that I missed out on um, yeah. last year be, because everything was canceled. It was my opportunity to to hear some be- people that um, like like Sue B. Zimmerman, the Instagram expert. She's on there, and I love what she has to teach. And so every time she took the stage, I wanted to listen and, and learn from her. And I was like, goodness gracious, I've been on the app for six hours today, you know, yeah. listening to her speak and then listening to another Instagram. And I was information overload. So I think that you have to be uh, conscious of your time on there, of your notifications and of who you follow, because otherwise you can definitely go down a dangerous rabbit hole. But um <laughs> It's really a, yeah. it's a great tool to, for knowledge and for connections um, when used correctly. Yeah, I think that's good advice for almost any social media application. But uh, specifically for this, because when I was invited to it and I got on, I got pinged by all these people who were like, oh, Dr. D, you're on here now. And then the first thing they said was, this is addictive. You will go down a hole so hard. It will spend so much time. 
And I, I thought that was fascinating that so many people told me that like, that was the first thing that they mentioned to me. Because um, so, it's true. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very curious as to kind of how that will play out over time. Obviously, it's very new in terms of the explosion of its popularity, but I'm kind of very like, oh, let me see how this is, you know? Yeah. And I think that too, you know, it's, it's actually, I do have a free guide. <laughs> I've, I've spent so much on Clubhouse, um, so much mm-hmm. time on Clubhouse. I, I've put together a free guide. Um, so if your listeners want that, um, it, it is available at katiebrinkley.com slash guide. But it's it's one of those things where I think that we've been so starved for that uh, that, that that conference, that speaker, that uh, in, that interaction with a stranger that has similar interests as you um, for the past year. I, I think that had this app come out prior to a pandemic, I don't know if it would have done as well as it as it has. Yeah. Um, I think it it just came out at the right time where people are tired of seeing you know, Photoshopped images on Instagram and being uh, sold to in the LinkedIn DMs. And I mean, like, I think people are just tired of that. And what Clubhouse offers is if you want to speak on a topic, you are going to be exposed very quickly if you are inexperienced or um, a Mm -hmm. fraud in that topic. Um, Because if you're, if you're in there saying, yeah, well, this is how you gain, you know, 10,000 Instagram followers in a right. week. There's, you're going to be exposed very quickly um, for not being authentic. And so it's a great platform for if you, you have to walk the walk if you want to talk the talk. And that's where a lot of people are finding success because there's a lot of people out there that don't have time for Photoshop to Instagram. So they don't have time for XYZ. And um, but they do have time just to to go into a room that's on a topic that interests them, raise their hand and provide value and um, gain new conversations in the Instagram DM because of what they said in a 15 minute room on on Clubhouse. Yeah, I think it's very valuable. I, I agree with you. I think that there is a lot of merit there. And it's it's like anything you have, you have to know how to have boundaries for the things that you participate in. That could be almost anything. <laughs> in your life, really, Absolutely. you know, and it feels like this is a very similar concept. I'm all for people talking to each other. I never liked the process information aspect of things like two way conversation or actually listening to people chat or, or being in, go, engaged in a conversation, I think is really positive. And for me, is I have a very interesting, well, maybe it's not interesting, but different outlook on Clubhouse because like I see it and I'm like, I've been doing that. Like that's been my last 15 years of networking, constant conversation with people. So I'm glad it's catching on that more people want that. And you're right, it probably is a big function of the pandemic and things of that nature, you know? Yeah. And I think that too, it's it's one of those things where um, you can hear what someone has to say. And if you like what they have to say, it gives you the option to follow them, turn your notifications on to, to always. But if you really like where I've seen a lot of my like new connections really take form and new, I mean, honestly, like I've made some really good friends on Clubhouse and it's from Great. being in the same room with someone and then heading over to Instagram because there's no d- direct message feature on Clubhouse right now. Uh, you have to go into the Instagram DMs. And you so think that'll happen. They'll do that. They're working on it now. So up until two weeks ago, uh, in the clubhouse was a, a team of six people. There was six people working oh, at clubhouse. Wow. Um, and then they, they did get some major funding 
and backer uh, investors. And so now they've they've quickly grown their team and hope they're hoping to get the DM feature up, get up a, um, an Android option because right now it is still iPhone only. It's still in the beta mode. So, I mean, they're still figuring a lot of this stuff out um, as they go. Uh, but I, I think that they will get that direct message feature very, very soon because now they, they have a bigger team, more than more than six people. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, I'm sure it's going to change over time as, you know, the audience gets bigger and there's more um, opportunity um, to be creative with it. And I think this is a nice next step in what social media could become over time. Do you see this impacting other social media platforms in any way or no change in your mind? Well, you have to think about it. Think about, I feel like, I feel like an old timer when I say this. This could be a MySpace conversation going back (laughs) and forth, you know? (laughs) Well, but so think about, think about the kids today and how they are communicating with one. (laughs) I know, right? The, The way that they communicate, it's through you know, social media and TikTok videos and dancing and, I mean, you know, texting, how many of them pick up the phone and call their friend and talk to them? It's becoming a lost art. And I think that this platform is is all audio and it's giving people back something that, you know, we didn't realize it, but we were really missing uh, talking with other strangers and, and sharing and having conversations with people from different backgrounds and uh, different thoughts. And I think that this, it shows that while texting is faster, while, you know, we've, we've got all these different, like beautiful pictures and yeah, we're, we're doing video now and all these different things, but there's so much to be said for the spoken word. And it's something that's kind of been pushed back further and further and further. Um, email, you have to be on email. You have to do this, you have to do that. But just talking with someone and the power that that has, um, I think that a lot. I, I would not surprise me if Twitter and Facebook and uh, you know these other social media platforms tried to put something back into having these type mm. of of an option in in their in their social. I mean, Facebook's always trying to steal you know the next best thing, <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if Facebook's yeah. already trying to work on something right now. But um, it's. I think that it's definitely something that I hope sticks around. Like I said. Um, as an extrovert and someone that's, I didn't realize like how much after the last year, how much I did just miss having those type of conversations with strangers about similar interests um, and learning from other people. There's so many bright people out there. And I feel like we tend to just follow the the big names, the big influencers. And there's a lot of people out there that might not have as many followers, but they have a lot of really good ideas to share. And um, they've been given the platform now where, if you want to talk about it, people can show up and listen. Do you think that it could p- potentially lead, though, to maybe a similar thing where some people gain really large followings of people and they kind of, be, you know, that becomes like a huge element of it, this kind of influencer element that Clubhouse could become that kind of an, an emulation of other things? Absolutely. I do. Um, and especially, too, it's tricky because... As I said before, it is iPhone only right now. So the people that got on the platform early and started hosting rooms and opening clubs and doing all these things, they they're going to have a lot more followers than someone that has, you know, a Samsung that that gets on there when they when they finally go onto the Android platform. So 
it is kind of a tricky uh, scenario with with how the influencers are going to be working out. Um, so that's um, I think that, that, that there, there's going to be some questions about who is legit and who isn't um, when when it does open up to Androids. But I think that too, they're trying to Clubhouse is trying to find a way to pay moderators. So a moderator is someone that hosts a room. They have a little green asterisk next to their name. And because there's no ads on the on the platform right now, there's no there's really no way to put an ad on it because it is 100% audio. So what they're I think that what they're trying to do is get people get companies to back Clubhouse and uh promote a moderator. So if there was, so if I wanted to moderate a room and Nike wanted to pay me, you know, they would pay clubhouse and then clubhouse would give me a, a portion of the pro- profits or whatever. So I think that that's how they're going to be able to monetize and grow and um, have these different influencers. And it's just going to be all based on people who moderate really good rooms. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that happens. If that is a function of maybe you're getting more seasoned people will come on there and go, well, I'm good at this and normal, like in-person speaking. And I'm going to start hosting these rooms as another extension of my conference speaking, or maybe the rise of someone who didn't know they were really that great at that. They never were given a chance. And then they become a little more prominent due to that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So are you seeing what in transitioning, what else in the past, it's been a little bit since we chatted, what is what are some other news that's out there in social media that like you've been keying on that you think is important for people to maybe keep an eye on? Well, Clubhouse is absolutely the biggest thing um, that I think people if you've been given an invite or if you have an iPhone and you have not secured your Clubhouse handle yet, um, I think that that should be number one on your list because this I feel like this is the next big thing. Um, and I, I only see this getting bigger once it's out of the beta mode and it is open to everybody. So if you have the option to secure your clubhouse handle, um, and, and register for that and wait for that invite, do it now. Um, some of the other things that have kind of changed the landscape is that there is now an Instagram business desktop publisher. Um, so that's been something that's been, been great to see. Uh, just for from a business standpoint, for for getting your Instagram posts out there, we're still trying to figure out everything that's happening with Facebook and Apple. And it, in that regards, um, it is not just Facebook that is fighting Apple. Facebook is just mm. the one that's kind of publicly fighting Apple. I mean, Google is also affected by this new their new privacy restrictions. And if if you're um, not caught up to speed on on what that is, so if you have an iPhone you are now going to need to opt in to uh, allowing to share your data with what webs- websites like Facebook and Google and Instagram. And you might say, well, that's a good thing. However, and, and I mean, like I get it, I am a marketer, so that's why I, I kind of see this as a bad thing. But if you go on to Google and you search sunglasses, and you start going through Google and, and checking out Sunglass Hut and Maui Gym and, and all these different uh, sunglass websites. And you don't buy anything, but you're just shopping. You're just looking. But then you, you head over to Facebook and start scrolling through your feed and you start seeing ads for sunglasses. It might kind of creep you out a little bit. However, you might be shown 
a discount code in that ad, or you might be shown a different competitor of, of a sunglass company that you'd never even heard of before. And what Facebook is, is mad about is that option. So I, as a consumer, enjoy seeing um, stuff that I'm interested in, in my newsfeed. I like seeing ads that are relevant to me. Now, if I were to be shown a bunch of ads on uh, mustache wax or um, bowling shoes, I would be kind of annoyed and it's no different than driving by a billboard for something that I don't need. I'm not going to tune in. I might spend more time off of the app. Um, But if I'm shown stuff that is of interest to me or that is I am an ideal client and customer or, or market for, it just helps me with my shopping process. So, um, Facebook and Apple are still fighting over it. I don't see this as something that's going to go away anytime soon. Um, but you know, from a marketing standpoint, I sure hope that uh, Apple does lift their restrictions on it or does encourage their people to opt in because it definitely makes uh, my newsfeed better seeing ads that are within my my interest. Right. Is there, what do you say the person who's like, well, I may have the interest in something that I'm, I'm researching, you know, let's say shopping, but I don't want to see it every other place that I go for that. How, how can a consumer, uh, better not be exposed to that? Like basically being followed essentially for their interest. I'm sorry. Can you re- re-ask the question? Yeah. So like you enjoy getting ads about yeah. things you like and if it pops up, you like it. But what about the person who doesn't like that? How do they work their way through that whole aspect without that happening for them? Well, you can ask, you can tap on the ad and tell Facebook not to show ads like that anymore um, because one, you, it does, it's not relevant to you or you don't like it or it's repetitive. So if, the, if you are seeing an ad for something that you just don't care about, you can, um, there's a little button on the top right of the ad. And if you click that, you can tell Facebook to stop showing you that ad and they will. Um, but that that's that's one way to, to kind of clean up your feed so that you don't see ads that you don't want to see anymore. Um, as far as, I mean, if you have an iPhone, you will be with the, with the next update. Um, or maybe if you've, your phone has already updated to this, um, you, you are going to start seeing a new news feed in, immediately because uh, Apple has already implemented this new code um, that you have to opt in to share your, your data. And it's, like I said, I mean, I know like from a marketing standpoint, my opinion is a little bit different than others, but I like, I will opt into it because I like to see ads that are relevant to me. And I know that, you know, Siri is listening and Alexa's listening and they're all listening um, anyways. So I've, I feel like I might as well just get the the stuff that I'm actually interested in shown to me. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's an interesting perspective because like, what you're, it's kind of like what's being presented to you. Like now we're getting all these presentations of things like, uh, the social dilemma that, you know, that, um, documentary that's out and, and you're getting other things talking about the kind of the, the downside of all of your information. But then I hear someone like yourself saying, Hey, I, I want my information. Like I want them to see, to show me things that are interesting to me. They're watching anyways. 
So I always think it's important to get both sides of the equation because often one side is skewed towards one direction and not the other, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like I said, like I, I know that I have a different opinion because I'm, you know, it directly affects me and in my business. So, um, but I do think that as a consumer, I, I like seeing ads that are directed at me. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine line and I get why Apple did it, but I, um, I don't know if I really like it. (laughs) Right. Was this something that Apple, has it been brewing for them or is this kind of like it caught everybody by surprise? This was something that was brewing. So, I mean, I, I think that if you go back about six months or so, this is when the whole battle started with Facebook and Apple. They, you know, Facebook heard that they were going to be implementing this. They said, no, you can't do that. And that's when the war kind of started. And that's why Facebook is the one that's based. It, it looks like it's just Facebook versus Apple. But again, yeah, everyone is going to be affected by this. Google too. And um, it's, it, I, like I said, it's it's one of those things where um, I I want I understand why Apple did it. They're trying to protect their their customers and their customers' privacies and and giving them the option to opt in to sharing their data. Um, but a lot of people don't understand um, what happens when they share their data. So right, um, you know, so they're not going to opt in. What do you think, is there a responsibility for companies to provide more like digital literacy or what's your opinion of that? You know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, like I, I get the the literacy, um, from Facebook on it because, um, I'm a Facebook, uh, preferred partner, but I, I don't know if they, they, I feel like they should share it. Um, I feel like it's going to be swayed. It's unfortunate, but feel it's just like the same way, but depending on what news channel you watch, you can see yeah. this, the same news piece, but depending on what side of the fence the reporter sits on, it's going to be a little different, uh, pres- pres- differently presented. Um, so I'm sure that uh, like from Facebook side, they're like, hey, we, we do this to give you exactly what you need in your newsfeed. And Apple says, well, we're doing this because we know that your privacy is important to you and we want to protect it. Right. Yeah, it's... It feels like there's things are bubbling, starting to broil. You know, I I don't know. Maybe that sounds weird, but it's just like there's more and more of these type of conflicts between different companies going on. And I wonder where you think that is leading to at some point. Well, I think, you know, when it was MySpace, you know, it was MySpace. MySpace was the social media channel. And then Facebook came along and it was this like online yearbook, but you had to have a .edu and then Facebook decided to open up to everyone. And then Twitter came along and they were just like the status updates. Um, And then people said, well, we want to have pictures too, not just the status update. And so then Instagram came along. So, I mean, there's always something that's coming along um, and kind of making the oldest one that can't change and can't conform more obsolete. I mean, MySpace is still around, but is anyone really on it? I mean, it is. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Believe it or not, MySpace is still around. That's crazy. Um, (laughs) And so this is where it's up to Facebook to really adapt and evolve to make sure that they don't become the next MySpace, that they don't become the next blockbuster video. Um, Because if you're not willing to make changes, that's when 
that's when you're going to fall behind. And um, like I said, it would not surprise me at all if Facebook is not trying to acquire Clubhouse or trying to create an audio only sort of section in, um, in Facebook. Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about it. Like, yeah, that trying to buy them makes a lot of sense potentially. Um, do you see any of these platforms like losing steam over, I mean, like, I mean, MySpace happened. Like I was, I'm blown away that it's still around. That's crazy. Uh, but you know, we see these kind of big ones that are out there that people, you know, are participating in. Do you see any of those actually becoming like MySpace and losing steam over time? Or are the companies so big that they keep buying the different platforms and keep them propped up that they never just kind of wane? You know, the only ones that I can kind of see going away are is really kind of Twitter. Um, Snapchat has already kind of started to fall fall by the wayside because uh, Instagram stories stole. I mean, like let's be real, like Instagram stole Snapchat's ideas of yeah. and, and with Instagram stories. And so, um, I could see you know Snapchat has already lost a lot of steam. Um, TikTok. I mean, Instagram's trying really hard to put TikTok out of business because they have mm. their Instagram Reels option now just the exact same thing. Um, but that's, I, I don't think that TikTok will go away because there's so many young people on it. Um, I just, there, there's just so many people on it. Uh, but you know, Hey, we, we didn't think that Snapchat would go away either. It's Snapchat again, is still around, but it's not the game changer that it, that everyone thought it would be. I didn't realize it was fading that much like that. Yeah, I mean, back, oh, I mean, what was it, about four years ago, I was at a conference. Um, so I go to a lot of social media conferences. And um, one of the conferences that I went to, they had multiple sessions on advertising on Snapchat, how to be a business on Snapchat, uh, XYZ on Snapchat, you know. And the last two years at conferences, there was zero Snapchat speakers or sessions. Um, just because that's, that's not where, that's not where a lot of businesses are spending time. I mean, if you can just be on Instagram and do an Instagram story to promote your, your product or whatever, might as well just stay on there and, and, and continue growing, um, with, with that sort of content. So I think that that is something to, you know, kind of be aware of is that there are bigger, People out there, Mark Zuckerberg is is not a dummy, and he is going to try and seize every opportunity that he can uh, to to keep his his business. Which I mean, Facebook owns Instagram, so I mean, between the two of them, to try and keep them around and keep them going strong. Remember that uh, thing, Periscope, when it was out. I mean, maybe it's still yes. around, but yes, that I felt did. like that faded hard. Yeah, it it did. Um, there was also. Um, Blab, which is very similar to Clubhouse, yeah. But um, I think that again, I think that Clubhouse just really came out at the perfect time where everyone missed talking to strangers, and um, it's just exploded. I mean, they they just got a billion dollars invested into them. Wow. So I mean, it's they have a lot of investors and. In, people backing it that want it to succeed. So I think, 
I don't think that this is one that's going to to fade away like Periscope or Blab did. I, I think that um, if if some of those one of the bigger social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, can't acquire Clubhouse, I quickly foresee them trying to replicate the the platform quickly. Yeah, it seems like that's what happens is that other sites just start basically taking other things. Like I've I've noticed on LinkedIn now they have basically like a LinkedIn stories. It seems just like, you know, like Instagram and stuff. And I'm and I knew it as soon as I saw it pop up, I was like, this is not original. Like this was from other apps that a lot of people know about, you know. Well, and YouTube is doing YouTube shorts now to <laughs> directly compete with TikTok and Instagram Reels. So the, the, the bigger guys, if, if they can't buy you, then they're going to try and, and copy you, which I, I guess is a, a big compliment. But um, like I said, I, that's, you're, you're going to be seeing a lot of, of YouTube shorts uh, in, your, yeah. in your YouTube channel soon. It's very interesting. It 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 actually reminds me of like I used to go to a decent amount of fitness conferences before the pandemic, and uh, one of the biggest things like when you'd walk a floor, the big showroom floor, you know, three hundred thousand square feet, you know, space and all these different vendors, and you would see essentially the same equipment on each platform, slightly adjusted, the aesthetics different, and we would say, oh, there's a lot of R and D happening here, a lot of ripoff and development, you know, is that it was essentially a similar product, but kind of remixed. And people just basically did the same thing, but they made it look a little different. And it feels like when you're telling me this, I'm like, this sounds like I like fitness to me <laughs> when I would attend those things. Very similar, like it's moving into that phase, you know? Yep. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know, I guess it's the old saying, if you can't beat them, buy them. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so it's, it's fascinating how it's, um, evolving. Do you ever feel like it's evolving too quickly in your mind or it's just right? Oh man, that's a really good question. And I think that, um, it, it's amazing to me as to where we are now, just within the past 15 years. Like I said, I mean, I I remember when the internet was invented, um, <laughs> Me but too. I do. <laughs> and totally. I, I I remember like when the internet was invented, and there were chat rooms, and then soon there was having an email address, but it had to be at .aol or at aol.com, yeah. you know, email address. Um, but I mean, things are constantly changing with te- and with technology, everything's moving so much faster than it ever has before, and we're all just trying to keep up. I mean, if it, it's, that's the truth. If And if you can't keep up, then that's when you're going to fall behind. And um, I guess this kind of goes back to our last episode together, where I think that if, if you try to be on every single social media platform known to mankind, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to get wiped out. So stick where you're comfortable. And if, you know, prior to this, Instagram and LinkedIn were really my two favorite social media platforms where I spent time uh, posting, commenting, engaging, uh, creating content for those platforms. And then Clubhouse came along. And honestly, my LinkedIn has suffered because of it, because I just don't have the time to develop that unique content for my LinkedIn. Whereas 
Clubhouse and Instagram are so closely married because if you want to go further with someone and have a deeper conversation, since there is no DM on Clubhouse, I have to have it on Instagram. That's where I have been having, um, been spending time is on Clubhouse and, and just Instagram now. So I think that if you try try a new social media platform and if it is for you, like Clubhouse was for me, then think about what where you can save time or how you can still be successful on the other social media platforms that you are already invested in. Um, but try and just try and stay within what your comfort zone is because otherwise if you try and add on more social media platforms and, and be successful on them, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to get burnt out. That's well said. And I think coming from someone like yourself who is in this space, it's what you do. It feels very responsible of you to say that, <laughs> you know, is because I think we have this consumption issue. A lot of times it's like, give me more, give me more kind of the cookie monster of, uh, of the internet, you know, people and, but it's okay to not have everything. I mean, who has everything and is successful by having everything? You know, it's, it, you, it's hard to do everything well. And, uh, sounds like what you're saying is, you know, listen, find what works for you and spend your time there. And I'm curious how it goes with clubhouse because once they add the direct messaging aspect, that might, start really pulling people from other platforms if they feel like they can get all of their things done in this one application primarily. I'm curious to see how that kind of ends up going. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know if, if I were Clubhouse, if I would be super motivated to add in the DM feature just mm-hmm. yet. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, and I, I don't know with, with Instagram too, because I know my numbers on Instagram have gone up because of clubhouse. Yeah. Um, because again, I'm connecting with people that I would have never connected with via hashtag or location tag or anything, um, until clubhouse. And so it, I, I've, I've had my follower account go up, but I mean, I've also followed some really amazing people that, you know, I, I'd never heard about before this. And it, it really just opened up my eyes as to how many people there are out there um, that have similar interests. I mean, I, I found like my, my, my soul sister uh, in Texas, we are the exact nice. same person living the same life. Um, we're, we're both Enneagram <laughs> seven. We both have little kids. We both, I mean, like the, the similarities are shocking and um, like, it's, it's been great to not, not just meet her to, to talk about business, but to also share personal struggles and, you know, personal, you know, celebrations. It's, and I never would have met her if it hadn't been for, for social media. So I think that people that say, oh, I hate social media. I'm never going to be on it. It can be used for good. And you can meet some really incredible people out there um, when you, when you do it the right way. And, and again, don't, don't try to hide behind a filter and just, I mean, that's what I try to teach a lot of my, my coaching clients is to just show up authentically um, because that's who people are going to want to do business with. Uh, it's it's not all of the just solds or coming soon or all of your accolades. But when you show up authentically as yourself and show what makes you, you, that's how you're going to build your following. That's how you're going to gain new clients and customers. Um, and I think that Clubhouse has kind of 
allowed us that opportunity to to take off the filter and just be our authentic selves. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like you've gained a great friendship through it, which is so positive and business and all the other things. It's it's wonderful. Thanks for showing up for this episode, Katie. I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I can't wait for our next one. And uh, sorry, I kind of kept us on the clubhouse topic for the majority oh, of the show, but it's important. It's, um, it is important. It really is. And I think that um, it, it might not be for everybody, but if you do use it correctly, I think even if you just want to listen, it's there's some great conversations happening and you can learn a lot. And um, if you do want to connect with people, you you really can. Most definitely. And I hope people learn a lot here. So Katie, have a great rest of your evening and I look forward to the next time. Yeah, thanks Thank again you for, for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.